This is a podcast where friends get together and talk about all things Invincible. A Kirk, a Kirkman by Robert Co- Comic. to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman. On today's episode, I am joined by TJ. Hi! And Bill. Hi! We, uh, we're going to be talking about some of the news that came out of New York Comic Con. We're going to be talking, our, our main topic of the show is going to be Angstrom Levy. Um, but, you know, we've got a couple other things to talk about. TJ, how are you doing today? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Bill, how are you? I'm also here as well. You are. Mm-hmm, too. You yeah. are here. Also, yeah. Um, do you want to jump right into the New York Comic Con news? Yeah, let's do it. Let's jump. Let's so, jump right in. Let's jump right in. Overall, were you like... Break it down. Kind of disappointed with the amount of news or lack thereof? Um, A little underwhelmed, but I'm not surprised. I mean, uh, maybe a little surprised. Now, now, the only thing was that... Oh my God, this... which one is it? Are you surprised or not surprised? Are you whelmed? I'm whelmed. Okay. Now, uh... The panel was called Robert Kirkman, Walking Dead, Invincible, and Beyond. So, I don't know. Maybe, I, I guess because its name was in the tag, I was expecting a little bit more. Um, but, I mean, it was, you know, still mm-hmm. cool what we got. What, what we got, I was saying, was, like, we're at least going yeah, to get this. Yeah, the minimum. And that's all we got. Yeah. So, I was I, a little... I, I mean, I guess so. But I was expecting a little Comic-Con, more. And it was Kirkman had his own panel for a little while. I was just mm-hmm. expecting a little bit more. Yeah, I would have... I mean, I assumed we'd get the cover to 144, but I thought at least maybe one variant would be shown. And I didn't think there'd be any movie stuff. I mean, apparently... I didn't either. Yeah. But I thought that they would talk about it. Yeah, apparently yeah. somebody asked uh, during the question segment um, about the movie, and then Kirkman obviously kind of... Uh, skidded around it a little around. bit. Apparently told a really funny story. and um, Yeah, but uh, right off the bat, thanks to uh, Cosmo, thanks to Xavier, uh, Mike Barrett, they were, um, you know, kind of live tweeting to me uh, during the uh, actual panel. Uh, so I got a couple videos and pictures of it, and uh, it, was, it was great of you guys to do that. Um, also, Joseph Bissonetti? Was uh, keeping us informed as on uh, on our Facebook account too. Mm-hmm. So thanks to him. So the main thing was that Kirkman brought up, um, you know, the covers. He talked a little bit about the robot war. So he talked about how it's a big issue with. Uh, uh, and what did he say, TJ? He said something along the lines of, uh, "Well, there's only three more issues left, so this kind of." He said, "This is the last conflict between Robert and Mark." Robot, robot, Ro- Mark. Uh, yeah, robot, Ro- Mark. robot, Mark, yeah, yeah. Um, TJ, you're saying that because uh, I made the comment earlier that this would probably be the last time we see Robot. He's not leaving this issue. That's what you said. You said Robot's not leaving this issue, and I wanted yeah. to follow up. I asked you to say it again on the podcast yeah. so I can follow up. When you say not leave this issue, do you mean he not leave this issue, this issue alive? I don't know. I kind of think he's. I don't know if he's going to die, but he's not going to be around. Animal. <laughs> so you by leave by leave that issue. You mean like like Whether, he's going to stay there. What you're saying we're not is going that to he see is, him anymore in the series. He is not going to be in four, in one forty three or one forty four. That'd be my prediction. Yeah, I wonder if there might be a dimension thing they where they put him or something. I don't know. I can agree with that. I don't think that he's. But I one hundred percent would disagree with anybody that says that he's not. He's going to die. 
I don't think he's going to die. I agree. I don't think he's going to die either. I don't either. Actually, yeah, especially after Thrag dying. Thrag is the is the villain that is supposed to die. He's like he he would have to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But robots, he's different. He's not. I don't know. I, I think I would be mad if he died. Mm-hmm. Almost. Because for what? What would he die for? I said this before. If Thrag dies, robots. Yeah. He's not going to die. I don't know. I feel like something has to happen though. Like something really will happen. I predict that something I, is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, him, him not being him not being the the undercover leader of Earth could be something that would happen. And like not him only that, being but like banished somewhere. How does Earth survive after this? Like, I feel like Earth has immortal king immortal. No, no, I get that, but like <laughs> well, we don't even know what robot the has ingrained his, his his like himself into the world now. His society, yeah. like this is how it's run. The robots has manage done, everything. He has done good though. I don't think that that's going to continue, but really? he has done good, and I think that they're. I think that they'll keep some of the things that he's put in place, but he's not going to rule it. No. Why? Okay, robot is going to be the one who's going to instigate the the prop the trouble. Like he's going to instigate because I don't think Mark cares enough. About Earth, mm-hmm. I mean, he does, I'm sure, but not enough to interfere with what what's ha- he hasn't cared for five years, mm-hmm. six years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if he wanted to change something, he would have gone there a long time ago and been like, "Stop this robot!" You know. But yeah. he left Earth. He left Earth because he was just like, "I don't care." Well, he he left Earth because Earth was okay with it, and he wasn't. Right, so he's exactly. like, "Fine, fuck it." If Earth is okay so with it, so what's the conflict then? then why I'm would, not going to live why, here. Why would Mark right. go back to Earth to start something unless Robot is the one who started it first with the Vulture? Mice? He already did it. He took all of the children. He doesn't that's know that still, yet, though. And that still hasn't been proven to be a negative thing. Right, exactly. He said you can't lead a horse. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. He like, was he's trying, trying to, keep to them help them. To keep them safe. I know, but all, all that needs to happen is for a robot to change the mind of people on Earth. That's all it takes. To what? To change their mind. About what? To change Them mind not what? being okay with him ruling. But why would they, why would Mark want to do that? What? Mark? I'm not saying Mark would want to do that. I'm saying all it would take is for Rex to change Earth's mind, for Earth to have an uprising, and I think Mark would join that. Against Is that what you're saying? Against who? An uprising against who? Against Rex. Why would Rex cause an uprising against himself? I'm saying this This is the conflict that Bill is talking about. Something has to happen. You're, you're saying that Rex you is think, going to do something that Earth is going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Whoa. Oh, okay, That's what it. I'm saying. Okay, all right. If that didn't inten- happen, it would I be like Mark against Earth, yeah, which no, just no. would not happen. I, th- I thought you meant intentionally, that he was going to do something to intentionally o- overthrow himself. No, no, okay. no. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I think that's exciting that we still have no idea what this conflict is going to bring. Do you think we're going to find out next issue? 141? Um, like to kick off the robot war, or will the robot the way it war ends, start? The way it, like the the last page will be so. like an, the begin- an oh yeah. shit, yeah, the beginning of it. Do you think because no one on Earth knows about robot or Rex? I think he made himself public. Remember, uh, at first Did he? he didn't, and then in that one Cory Walker issue, he had like the president lapel pin, pin on, like the flag, yeah. U.S. flag. I think oh, he became president. After. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't remember. He didn't want it, but they pretty much made him right, okay i want to oh, yeah, say yeah, yeah, i want to yeah, say no one yeah. told mark that um so he is public facing now hmm. so public figure a public figure um then kirkman went on to talk about 142 now i'm going to say at this point we are going to be talking about what kirkman said very base level about 142 and 143 um i don't really consider these spoilers but if you're trying to stay completely you know off what you know you want to know um skip ahead 10 minutes or so uh 
But again, I don't think it's too bad. These are in the solicitation. This is yeah, and it's I mean, if you follow Invincible at all, you should know. Yeah, it's just interesting. If you follow I'm still, it at all I'm still outside of the comic, you that, should know. You know, they they're saying this kind of stuff. So we're, here we go. Uh, issue one forty two, I'm sorry, one forty three is uh, the cover with Marky on it, and so that's an issue which we find out more about Marky. And Kirkman said that that's when Mark finds out about Marky. Now that's what we said on the last podcast that I was reading. Uh, uh, I can't remember whose email it was, but he brought up, I think it was maybe Jordan Gilbert. He brought up uh, the tagline for that issue, mm-hmm. and we decided not to say it. So the reason why we're talking about it now is because they openly talked about it at New York Comic Con. Yeah. So uh, why why would Kirkman do? Why would you want to? I, mean, I, I guess, guess it would be obvious. I mean, if we're going to talk about but... spoilers, we haven't even gotten to. Like the biggest spoilery thing that happened at New York City Comic Con. Are you talking about the last cover? Yes. Oh yeah, we're getting there. We're yeah, getting I know. There. I'm just saying that oh, that's, I know. that's nothing compared to other things that right. w- could you but could again, call a these spoiler. These are covers, and I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe somebody can write in, give us a little bit more, you know, of what they think about this. But the comic industry is weird that they show covers so far in advance because they have to for solicitations and all that kind of stuff. And they talk about it and everything. Now, is that just common culture? Because we've talked about it several times on this podcast about how the covers never are 100% spoiler, you know, a spoiler. And Plus, how they've fucked with us before, that's too. That's what I mean. They, they, they do trick people. I mean, we've seen it several times in Walking Dead where somebody looks dead or, mm-hmm. you know, the one cover of Walking Dead where it shows someone being hung. Who they, no, one, no one was even no, hanged no on that. Or yeah. Invincible 100, the death of everybody? The yeah. death of everyone? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, 133 shows Oliver holding his two children on the cover, and you turn the page, the first page is his funeral. Um, covers do lie, um, but, you know. I mean, the, the cover of issue 144, what would that really be lying about? No, no, I know. But I'm just saying, I don't think this is too spoilery. I don't know. Um, but anyways, Mark finding out about Marky, uh, so it's going to be two issues from now, you know, obviously during the robot war. And you know what I'm also noticing a lot of? Anissa's husband. He's also on the cover he, to 144. Yeah, I saw, I saw him too, because I was looking closely. So it's, it's, he's on a few covers. Mm-hmm. So are we talking about the cover then? So let's, let's talk about it. So the final cover to Invincible was revealed, and, uh, let's see, I'm going to pull I it up. I feel like I, I gained a lot of, um theories about this cover by by just staring at this cover last episode we talked about the cover to 143 and we didn't give predictions to who would be on the cover to uh 144 and i wish we would have because i would have predicted mark but i never would have predicted this Mm -hmm. um i would have predicted mark just in a different pose or maybe in not his costume or something else and i would have just or maybe mark with a mustache just for i mean that should be a variant that'd be funny um, but again, Mark is on the cover of 144, and he's wearing the Grand Regent garb. There. Yeah, and I think, I another thing that like it didn't really hit me until actually seeing this cover, but like we've talked about how we thought that this was going to happen, he was going to become, you know, the Grand Regent. Mm-hmm. But that's like why Invincible is ending because there will be no more Invincible after this. He's not going to be Invincible. As the Grand Regent, he's going to be Mark. Oh, you think so? Yeah. yeah. Grand That's Re- why Grand Invincible is ending, because there is Regent no more. Mark. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about, and uh, if you guys don't have it pulled up, I, I suggest pulling it up or looking at it or Googling the image, but... There's so many things I want to talk about on this. face. Yeah. He does not look happy. Yeah, and Kirkman even mentioned that on the uh, in the panel. He was saying, like, uh, 
you know, he, he joked about Mark looking pretty pissed off and he's like, you know, I hope that's, uh, you know, a good, a good decision, uh, or something like that. It was funny. And look at the suspicion in Alan. Yeah. Alan's face. Nobody is happy. Nobody is happy on this cover. Now there's and one thing I want. There, Brit, are, there are. Brit's in Immortals pissed. Yeah. I love that Brit is on this cover. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two in particular things that I want to talk about. What's that? First of all, I think that this give, cover gives us an inside look, in my opinion, this is just my own personal theory, my prediction, into the relationship between Marky and um, Tara. Tara. Yeah. They, they're like back to back in this cover and they don't, I mean, like you, like you said, nobody looks happy, but I don't think that they're going to like each other very much. Yeah. That's what this kind of does portray, but it also, it, I mean, the whole thing is just split right down the middle and I don't know if it's intentional to make it look like those two are like walking at away odds. from each other at odds mm-hmm. because I totally felt that way too but they're it just the whole thing looks like two sides yeah yeah but they're all like all, every every character is facing each other except for those two well it kind of just looks like earth on one side and then you know no. non-earth on the other maybe you know another thing is uh Ursel at the bottom with a couple uh other Viltrumites mm-hmm. and I think no, nothing major but I think she's going to be like a general in um, in Mark's army. Yeah. For some reason, this cover makes me think that Eve is going to die. Or really? that Eve is dead, dead before this before issue. Before this issue. I think so. Doesn't she kind of look like... I'm not saying she looks ghostly or anything, but just the, to- the whole tone of it. Like, the look on Eve's face is very, like... like calm or like, mm-hmm. you know, at peace. Everyone else kind of seems distraught. Mark is obviously pissed off. So it makes me think that Eve is dead going into this issue. I wouldn't be surprised so, if like this issue comes out <laughs> and the cover of this issue one of those pers- one of those people is somebody different. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe like, it, like maybe that's not Eve, Amanda. Yeah, maybe maybe Eve's not really on this cover. Maybe that's uh oh, duplicate. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It like could this be, is just a fake, a right. fake out. Yeah. Somebody on Twitter did did mention that that this could just Would they be a fake do that? Out. They have done they've it. They've done it in the past. They've done fake out covers. Well, they've done they've done the one twelve. Yeah, they did the blurred out one twelve. Yeah. Um, but announcing it this early, I mean, my big thing is that's all. I mean, that looks like finished art. I mean, Otley drew that. He spent the time to draw that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they would spend the time to draw a sad cover unless there's this is a variant and the real cover is them all happy, which would be funny. Or him not in the garb. I don't know. I think um, so. Again, assuming this is the fit, final cover, though. There's something I want to talk about that we haven't talked about in a long time because I think we all moved on from that train of thought, but it's the whole Mark kind of going true to the, you know, the ways. And we're going to talk about this later during the Angstrom uh, chat, but, you know, Angstrom says that in the majority of the dimensions, Mark is a villain. Mark is a bad guy, you know, and, you know, that's been a theme of Invincible throughout this. Are we going to see a bad Mark? Is that kind of what this is? Because this... I love that where he says... uh... That in every I thought you were bad because in every other dimension you've been you've been evil and that that should concern you. That should concern Love you. Love yes. that. So is this is this, are we going to get another peek at that? Is that what this is? Because this I haven't I, thought about that until I saw this cover. Right. Oh, I, could that maybe that could actually literally be a different dimension, Mark? Oh, I don't oh no, they wouldn't do that on the final cover. Yeah. No. Um, I hope not. Because I feel like they've toyed with that this entire series. Is but he good? Then, but then He's got that bad. Makes sense? Now, help, let no. me put it this way: What if Bill is right and Eve died in the at the end of the previous issue, 
and that was the tipping point. We always talk about Mark having a tipping point before he, he snaps. And maybe Nolan hasn't been on the last couple of covers. Maybe Nolan actually is dead or does die, and then Eve dies during Robot War or something like that. And that's the tipping point. He doesn't have much left. He's automatically the ruler because his dad died or a grand regent. And now he's and, a single father of two. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I think I, I would like to think that Terra is enough, you know, to keep him in check. But yeah. why would he have the look on his face though? And he's like clenching his fists because he's trying there. to show strength to his newfound army. His his army's probably not going to follow him. You know what I mean? Like think of all the why he defeated Thrag. And, and oh, is that simple? People the whole, followed. There. First of all, how many they did billions of? To, they're all like they, his children. Yeah, but they you know? did. Oh, true. Those kids, you mean? Yeah. The, I mean those. Well, they're they're gonna gonna follow, the they might follow Ursul. That the look on Mark's face is totally is, is the total opposite of what he was monologuing to Thrag. They were reason- when they were fighting in the sun. He 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 said there's an there's a better way. Like of love and peace and hope. And they were resistant to Nolan when Nolan first took over. Why wouldn't they no, be the, resistant to him? The, no, the the other the other Viltrumites, not Thrag's kids, were were not resistant to Nolan at all. <coughs> like they actually helped him finish off Thrag, and then Thrag stopped them from killing Thrag. So they turned right away as soon as they knew he had blood of Argyll. What so, do you? I I still th- am. <coughs> I'm so convinced of my prediction. That he's going to start a new coalition of planets. I, I agree. I think the cover is misleading. I don't think he is angry Mark in this. I think that um, I don't he's know. He's leader think, Mark. Yeah. He's got a. He's got a. You know, he's just got a look if, of leadership, not a look of anger. It's interesting though because if Robot War is the final um, conflict, uh, conflict, then we have two issues of just wrap up. I mean, there's there no. Is there going to be no fighting? Like, what is the conflict? Like right now, we don't know how the no. Robot War is. Isn't that frustrating? And not only that, but we don't know how that starts. So yeah, these covers might spoil a little bit but if anything they get us more confused and more interested mm-hmm. in what actually is inside the book um we didn't talk about one of the biggest things maybe the single biggest thing that was talked about and that is that this will be a double-sized issue and so and it's going to be so well, i mean two is so going to be robots, and, robot war. so it makes me feel like i was just thinking about this it makes me feel like we have like six issues oh i know left we have a lot i love that so this final issue is a double-sized issue we and it's going to be same time. uh Illustrated by both Ryan Otley and Corey Walker. So Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. Now and what that means for the story. So does that mean that there's okay. gonna be two Now here's there's we have two different things here. It could be like Invincible Returns, that issue where the first half of the issue is Ryan and the second half of the issue is Corey. Or it could be like uh it, the eighty nine through ninety four. Some yeah, the monster girl and yep. robot uh flax on dimension. Time lapse. Where right. they both draw different things happening at the same time kind of thing or flashbacks or whatever so um i'm really curious to find that out there's literally no reason for them to be drawing the same arc they're definitely not drawing the same storyline right they've got to be they've got there's got to be be Corey walker Corey walker is drawing something that's that's taking place somewhere else maybe on the coalition that'd be so like um, and then otley's drawing earth or something jarring not jarring but like that's a bad word pointless yeah it would be pointless it would be like i don't know that's that's for sure i think i would love it if Corey walker drew like the second half as an epilogue because he brought this comic to life and then he can kind of send it out Mm. with like an uh like the final like maybe something does happen to eve or something like that and maybe he does start the coalition like you were talking about tj but then cory walker tells the story um of what happens maybe eve's alive but this is long after she had died and tara's older and we get to see a little glimpse of that because kirkman has said several times that this is going to be a definitive ending so 
there's no reason there couldn't be a flash forward or mm-hmm. some sort of epilogue and that'd be perfect for Corey. I think that'd be awesome. I don't know. That would make sense. But that would be it's it's half and half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know the exact pages, but well, no, he we said that, that it's half yeah, drawn by one half. Sixteen is gonna be Otley sixteen is gonna be um, So that would kind of make sense too though. Because Otley would finish out the actual story, be like the end of all things, and then Walker would do like bookend a it? like a bookend, like oh, and, and do so like. Cool. Could you imagine like all these flash forwards? Like it would show Mark and Eve getting older, Eve, maybe Eve dying of old age, mm-hmm. and then could you? Oh, that would be fucking emotional. That that's what it. That's what it. That's needs another to be. word that Kirkman said several times during the panel was that these are going to be very emotional issues. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, that was a lot of time on that cover, but the more you look at it, the more you kind of. I mean, again, it's still suspect. just a bunch of pe- a bunch of faces. <laughs> I mean, but we're but just their faces are so telling. I know. Yeah, um, there was uh, a question segment after the panel. Um, uh, we know that there was a question about the movie brought up, but it Kirkman, um, what do you call it? Uh, skidded around kinda, it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, skidded around a little bit and uh, told a funny story. We know that, what was it, TJ? Joseph, who was uh, keeping us informed on Facebook, said that he asked a question. I thought it was a really kind of a smart question. He asked him if Lord Argyll would be okay with everything Proud that Nolan did with, Nolan. The, with the Viltrumite, uh, with the coalition. And uh, Kirkman said he would, but then reminded him um, that he thinks like a Viltrumite. But that was mm. before the whole, you know... Well, it's interesting because Lord Argyll, Argyll was... Um, wasn't he, like, revered by uh, Thrag? Like, Thrag, like, followed Ar- Argyll, right? Like, he was I the previous was like, ruler, the previous Grand no, Regent. That was Thaddeus. No, Thaddeus was Thaddeus the coalition. overthrew... Yeah, but I think you're right. Didn't overthrew Thaddeus overthrew Argyll? Argyll yes. And then Thrag took up... And know, then, yes. Yeah, because Thaddeus killed Argyll. Yeah, and I think that that was... I think wasn't Thaddeus the one... Who started the whole um, destroying planets and like feeding off of other planets and stuff? You like mean I, Argyll? I don't. Was that Argyll or was that Thaddeus? I don't remember. I but thought that Argyll was good. I I'm well, pretty... well, he was a Viltrumite, and I believe he took to the Viltrumite ways, and you know we would have known otherwise because especially the fact that Thrag, you know, worshipped. I thought them. I thought that they were. I always took it as the possibility that they were good before mm. Thaddeus. No, and then but, Thaddeus I mean, made the thing Game as, of Thrones. As far as we know, there wasn't, but there were statues of Argyll on yeah. Viltrum that we saw in issue 75. Um, but I mean, Kirkman said that he would be okay with everything that Nolan did. Mm-hmm. Nolan so, brought them back to like a, a family base. Yeah. And I wonder you know I mean? if that has to do with the whole blood of Argyll thing. Maybe he was a good guy at heart, but. Yeah, he because if still... Argyll was so like cut and dry, a bad guy, I think Kirkman would be like, uh, no. Yeah. Um, course not yeah and it would be kind of a stupid question i like that though somebody wrote into us such a smart question somebody wrote into us a while ago when we were talking about invincible books uh and like novels that they can do and um actually i think a few people said this especially on twitter uh what they would like to see and a couple people said um you know more history of the viltrumites Mm -hmm. and uh that would be something more info about lord argyll um i mean again just bringing up that cover issue what 54 I mean, it's it's true. I believe, you know, everything about immortal, saying that you were in charge, you left me here, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have done that. It's, I mean, there's no so more. without it, without there's a no shadow doubt. of a doubt. There's you think. no doubt. You know. Yep. So, uh, Mike Barrett actually got a chance to talk to Kirkman afterwards. He was running a little late for the the panel. Thought it started at a different time, and he actually got to chat with 
Kirkman a little bit afterwards. So that was pretty cool. He was telling me about that. Um, and I know uh, there's a few, quite a few uh, Invincible artists at New York Comic Con this year. Todd Knock, he did uh, Invincible Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a lot of Batman stuff, yeah, too. Obviously, Cliff Rathburn is there. Uh, Mark Morales, who's currently inking Invincible. Um, so, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, anything else relating to the panel that you can think of? Uh, not the panel, but earlier today, he, uh, Robert Kirkman as w- announced that as one comic ends, another begins from the ashes starting in March. Uh, there's a new Kirkman series starting up called Oblivion Song. Mm-hmm. Now, did it? Did I read that it was a certain number of issues, or is it... Uh... Uh, continuing, do you know? No, it's a month. It's month it to month, month, month. Yep. But not your. But Ryan, you were asking if it was like a limited series, right? Yeah, but I don't. I don't think I don't it is. Remember, if ongoing. You think it's ongoing? Yeah, yeah, I think it is ongoing. Um. And it's uh, it's uh, I think last episode or two episodes ago we talked about Lorenzo De Felici. Yeah, he did the he did the, the variant yeah covers those, of like the awesome the Walking variants. Dead ones. Yeah. Um, he did one for like each Skybound title, yeah. and we talked about how Skybound picked him up to do a new series. Well, this is that series, Oblivion Song. When you look at his name, Lorenzo Di De Felici, what do you what do you always think of? I don't know. I always think of De Florenza. De like Florenza. Ezio. Ezio De Florenza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, TJ, can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, yeah, they're saying that it's um, it's a comic that has a feel. Of somewhere in the middle of Walking Dead and Invincible, mm-hmm. so where it's it's a little more it's got the heartfelt and like and fun, bleak. more more fun than in uh than Walking Dead, but it's a little more bleak than uh than Invincible, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. They showed a, a trailer uh, for it, and it's up on our Facebook. I believe uh, you retweeted it on our Twitter. Uh, go check it out. But it looks it looks like a lot of fun. It looks really cool. I think, I think it, it, it looks so, like it could be. I'm hoping that it's not cliche. Yeah. Because they keep talking about, like, uh, what's the main character's name? Nate Cole. Yeah. Nate, Nate Cole. Um, Which is, like, just the name of two uh, uh, video game characters yeah. mashed together. I was going to yeah. say like it looks many, like a video game. It, it, it looks like yes, it. it does. Yeah, it does look like a video game. But, I mean, it's cool. So, these. So, 300,000 people in Philadelphia vanish out of nowhere and end up in this alien dimension. No, actually, I think, weren't they attacked no they just vanish that's what it that's i thought they were attacked too yeah it was a little confusing i thought the uh the whatever they call it the oblivion i think but some event happens that kind of attacks the the earth takes all these people and then that they they, it just goes to their home dimension or something like that along those lines or they all get sucked into it either way that's that's what it was but yes and his job or i guess off the books is he's kind of a uh what mercenary you'd call it where he goes to that other dimension to rescue to rescue all those because people. the government has given up all hope mm-hmm. on doing it and of course there's more to it right and and it keeps being advertised as like but what is he really looking for and obviously he lost somebody you know what i mean it like, looks very last of us to me I it just, does kind I of think now it's, here's the thing they talk about you know this other like that it's that it's all about him going to dimension it's like a dimension hopping story yeah. one dimension Which, again it's only they, one dimension that's what i was about to talk they about. said that it was a mix between oh wait no you know what i'm thinking of something completely different all right ignore that um so <laughs> it is one dimension 
again, this is appropriate. It only we're ever, about ever talked about the Oblivion dimension, which is yeah, yeah. Do you think that there will be a Kirkman moment where there is another dimension? I would hope so, because that would be the only way to keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I love that. And as we're going to talk about this episode, like Angstrom Levy, like other dimensions, Kirkman does a really mm. good job with that. And Maybe he'll so make an appearance. Oh, maybe, this, cool. maybe this maybe this is a prequel. What if this is <laughs> invincible? <laughs> what if what if this and what if this comic years and years from now ends with him being what if that's Angstrom Levy underneath that mask right there? I don't even know. It's not even a mask, the, it's a white guy. The white man? Yeah. You never know. There's infinite uh, universes. He could be a white guy in another universe. Or, or the oblivion don't be racist. or the oblivion planet what's is, uh, what's is the desert planet that Mark thinks he uh, kills Angstrom. That'd be cool. <laughs> What's exciting about this comic is that the best parts of Invincible are the alternate dimension things. Some of the best parts. Yes. I think, I yes. think the I most think, fun parts. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, I think yes, that's... but dimensional stuff make me nervous. Yeah. It's very tough so. to you do could, it right. But you can do anything. And I anything. think that it worked, it worked in Invincible because... It's he easier didn't, than time travel. He didn't overdo it. It's very similar, though. Yeah. It is similar. I mean, you can do whatever you want in another dimension, and the timeline remains the same in your home dimension, right? Right. You can you can make a dimension that's just like the alphabet is alive. You know what I mean? And lampshades talk. Like you could literally do whatever. What do you like? Just think of like DC dimensions. You know what I mean? DC like, overdoes. That's oh, yeah. infinite Earths, and that's it's the same like, thing with Marvel. It's all comic books. But, they but, overdo but it, and in this in is a comic book that's doing dimensions. This is why I'm bringing it up. But in an indie self-created comic, yeah. I mean, it's it seems. I'm just saying enough. it can't. Yeah, I mean, oh, you yeah, have definitely. to have several titles all tying together and all make right. Sense. No, I agree. Right. I agree. I think it's going to be great, and I think that he's. If anybody can do it, it's Kirkman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just saying it. It. it Things like that have been tricky in the past. Yeah, I'm just glad that Kirkman is writing a comic. I mean, he's writing several comics. Yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> I, like we is talked. He to, we he's writing Walking Dead. He's writing Outcast, and now he's writing this. He is but, writing Outcast. He's writing, or he yeah. created Outcast. I think he's still he's writing, writing Outcast. Yeah. But, th- but that's what I mean. Like, he's got Walking Dead, of course. Invincible's yeah. ending, mm-hmm. and then and then there's also Outcast. It's just it seems like there was a point in which he's he not writing Thieves, right. is he? We, we, I no. don't know if that's no, still no, going. No, 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 no. Mm. It is still going on, is but it? he's not writing it. Um, Bring Haunt back. I'm just, damn it. It's just exciting. There, we haven't had a new Kirkman book to talk yeah. about in a while. I, I feel, remember the I last like. time, well, out, whatever, out, Outlast, Outcast. Outcast. Yeah, I remember not really being that excited for that one. But yeah. this one I, I am more. And yeah. again, I'm just glad that he's actually continuing... To write like something like he's starting a new comic as opposed to like finishing up all these loose ends mm-hmm. so he can then like produce, yep. you know, like movies and stuff. And like that. So he he yeah. announced this like 12 hours ago as as of this current moment of us recording. I'm surprised it hasn't gotten picked up by a movie yet. A whole no, 12 hours no, no, no. or a one, TV show or something. One, one article did actually. Uh, It'll get picked one up. One article joked about that saying that, you know, oh, there's no surprise that it probably already is picked up. Wasn't and, Outcast. It was picked up before the comic came yeah. out, mm-hmm. yeah. which means I have no doubt this is. I think or, it will. Or this is a video game or something. You know what I mean? It is. It this, probably already is. I think that this should be a video game just based off of the, what, one minute and 30 second trailer I saw? Yeah. It looked very video game-ish. No, I think it's exciting. That'll be cool. And when is it coming out? March. March? Oh, that's, that's a such a long away. time. But you know what, though? Invincible ends January. You're right. You know, that is actually a good point. Yeah. So yeah, it'll give us something to pick up afterwards. Uh, all right, I think that brings us to our topic of the show. We're gonna talk about Angstrom Levy. 
Now, we used to do this, and I say used to as in the second episode we ever aired. And never again. And never did it again. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't the second episode. I'm it pretty was sure the, it was the no, second episode. No, it was the third third. It was fourth. a third episode. Yeah, it was the third. third. Because it was intro, uh, movie talk, and then yeah. In Memoriam. Yes. Okay, so. What did we talk about in the first episode? It was just us talking. Just you being like, it was TJ being like, and um, Mark's a superhero, and. uh, It's kind of like Spider-Man. Yeah, it's like Spider-Man, and. uh, That was me making fun of myself, too. Oh, really? So, Um, we did. um, And me just not like this. Like um, We still do that. (laughs) Not as much. Not as much. Not being able to get my point across. So, we used to do these things called immemoriums. The first one and only one we ever did used was... Used to? Yeah, used to. Was uh, for Rexplode. And as we said, that was probably our third episode. And we wanted to just talk about characters in depth and just, you know, wherever it takes us. And we figured it'd make, it only makes sense to do it with characters that have died because, you know, odds are we won't see them much more. So, this one's going to be all about Angstrom Levy. So... My favorite villain... Of this series. I think almost everyone's favorite favorite villain. Really? Everybody's no, everybody favorite says, is Conquest. Everybody says Conquest. But well, then, but then mean, they think about it and they say... Do you like Angstrom more than Conquest? Yeah, Angstrom's a more... What? Yeah, Conquest was just... I've never a, heard that a, from a punching you ever. Machine. Conquest was Bane. He broke... Yeah, Invincible. I like I liked I would break you. I liked I liked reading <laughs> Conquest more. Like Conquest is everyone's favorite arc, but that doesn't mean that he's everyone's favorite villain. I think that's I a think good point. Is, that Conquest might be everybody's favorite section. Yeah, but, but again, I, there's still probably people that still prefer him. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. Angstrom is like a really fucking interesting character. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about his origin. Uh, he first appeared in issue 16 of Invincible, and it was cool because that issue started out. And it was Mark in Times Square. Just destruction just around destruction him. destruction everywhere. And it was... Mid-speech. Um, yeah. And it was uh, Angstrom Levy running and hiding in, in a bunker. And he goes into this bunker and he talks to Immortal and Robot down there. And what's quickly apparent is that uh, Omni-Man and Mark had taken over the world. Let's, and we don't know. This is the first time we see an alternate dimension, isn't it? Yes, mm-hmm. but let's stop right there. I want to read this real quick. First page, like you said, he's making a speech mm-hmm. in Times Square. Let me read this. And I love how later they refer to this as his spiel again. And he's he's up uh, he's up on the you know Times Square screen, and he says, "Resist and die. It is only natural for you to feel that my father and I have done that that my father and I." have done you some great wrong by assuming control of this planet. This is not the case. In the long run, you will come to realize that what we do here will help the civilization to better itself. We will improve this world. However, your cooperation is essential. It is important to us that the changeover be as painless as possible. So any person or persons who offer any form of resistance will be terminated on site. Who does that sound like? Robot. It sounds like Robot TJ. Is that who you were foreshadowing? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's exactly it's exactly what Robot says, mm-hmm. and he kills well, anybody also, that gets in his way. It's also kind of the the Viltrumite, you know, mentality, you know, ruling like that. So you're saying that Robot has a Viltrumite mentality? Well, it's you know, it's the same. He's saying well, we if, will make this robot, world what if better. We find, what if we found out that Robot spent some time in this dimension? I don't think we will. No. Because they'll so, never come back to issue 16 randomly. Yeah. Why not? I didn't even remember this until Dude, I went back to I, research I, You know what? Levy. I bet you a, a million, a gajillion dollars 
that the robot war is going to have something to do with dimensions. Dimensions. I hope so, but I doubt it. I think because we the technicians about that. were. Yeah, I know. Oh, we talked I know. about it, but I. I money. So I just want to see Angstrom. So again. in this scene, uh, I want to point out the fact that I want to say robot tells Immortal that Levy has intellect, intellect almost to my level. So Levy, as a person, is a really smart guy. He'd be considered a genius in and of itself without all his... Wait, what did you say? You said that Angstrom in this dimension is the same as your mindset? Is, is as smart says, as you? Robot says that. Robot says that he's almost as smart as me. Yeah, but I took that as Angstrom is a genius, not that Robot is mediocre. Yeah, I'm agreeing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's I'm... all I'm saying. So, okay. yeah, Angstrom is a really smart guy. He is, he is a genius. I mean, he does know a lot, even without all the abilities that he gets later on. Um... But then Mark and, you know, Omni-Man from this dimension show up and they pull, uh, I'm sorry, Angstrom, as we know him, pulls in this dimension's Angstrom. And uh, they they go back to Earth. And when they go back to Earth, Earth is under an alien invasion. Or they go back to our yeah. dimension. So this was such a crazy issue because it starts with, you know, Mark ruling with his dad. And this is 16 issues. This is fresh off of us getting our heart broken by Nolan and everything mm-hmm. like that. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it makes you think... It makes you think for a second... That it's a flash forward. forward. Yes. Yes. Because it's so early on. And think of that. Um, so when they go... When, you know, Angstrom goes back to the home dimension, they're being attacked by aliens on Earth. And uh, that was actually the crossover... With Brit. With Brit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Brit's uh, volume one, the book three of Brit, uh, tied into that with... Uh, that was when that... Was it... Um, what's his name? Kid Fusion. Kid Fusion stopped all that alien invasion. And it was such a random thing because you didn't know that if you didn't read mm-hmm. Brit. Mm-hmm. It was such a confusing issue. It re- so, of Invincible. Of Invincible. Yeah. So you have a lot going on and it ends with, you know, Angstrom introducing that other Angstrom to, to a room. all the Angstroms. Filled with Angstroms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very fun issue. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, and then the next several issues... You know, they they flash back to uh, Angstrom still working on his machine, that he's got something planned. He recruits the Mahler twins, and they're building something. He's building a device, and he tells them that he wants to build this device to, uh, what, take all... Gain all the memory from all the other Angstroms, from all the other dimensions, so mm-hmm. he can have the knowledge of every dimension and it's that in he the, exists it's, in. It's, thousands we'd assume he says there's multiple yeah. devices in setup in multiple dimensions and he needs those smaller twins to connect those devices right. through the dimensions and so and they agree yep now issue 24 is the big conflict this is when mark shows up he gets the call because by the way cecil was monitoring this he was monitoring the smaller twins watching this happen so this was an early sign that cecil was keeping tabs on villains yeah. mm-hmm. and not really acting on it uh, just to see where it goes. So Cecil's keeping tabs on him. He sends Mark in there. And this was the big moment that uh, the Mahler twins are beating the shit out of Mark. And they're killing him. While he's got the helmet on and mm-hmm. he's gaining all the knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's working. The you know, he He's getting he all the... He feels it working yeah. and everything. So, and then Mahler twins are beating the shit out of him. And Angstrom, at this point... He's a good person. He's just he just wants to he's just hungry for, for and, knowledge. And this is he also sends in more Mahler twins from yeah, other dimensions. From other dimensions. So we actually get to see alternate Mahler twins and everything like that because they helped build this. And so 
they're beating the shit out of him, and then uh, Angstrom realizes they're going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And he's a good person. He doesn't want that to happen. So he, he screams and says, you know, stop, don't do not do that. And he takes, off of his, he takes off his helmet to, I guess, try to um, get in, yeah, intervene into the, the situation. And when he takes it off, it malfunctions, and it causes, you know... An explosion and the deformity. The deformity on on his head and and upper back. Mm -hmm. I have a question for you guys. Never in this series is it ever talked about, again, what happened to all those other angstroms? They died. They they all died. Yeah. There was like thousands of them, we assume, or damn near. They all died. He didn't show any remorse for them. They all had their own lives, lived their own lives in their own dimensions. They willingly stepped forward to do this why though uh, like what were they going to get out of it I, I was thinking about that too like what I made him at be some point the he alpha said that, yeah i want to say at some point he well he was for one he was the only angstrom that had these powers oh that could teleport yes oh okay yeah the other ones just had knowledge of the, the their dimensions mm. so i want to say that he at one point said that he convinced them some took bribes some you know they even made a why the last man joke during all this saying that they were spending time in a dimension where all the y chromosomes disappeared or something like that mm. and so um you know there's you know they're all hanging out there so have maybe either of you like seen the movie the one with jet Li? With jet Li? yes i always think of that whenever what? i look at yeah, that's always what I whenever, think of. Whenever I think of Angstrom Levy, I think of that. I yeah. have seen it. I don't remember it. Why? It's ba- it's the same thing. Yeah, Noel he, kind of gently goes from dimension, dimension to, to dimension, dimension and killing, killing off, off this person. Because what happens is is you share, you share your energy with every single one of your other counterparts really? in every dimension. And if that one dies, then you gain their strength and their energy. Huh. So he becomes stronger for each so, one he kills. But, but what happens is for everyone that dies, the energy is split between all the remaining ones. Oh, so this is down to the last two? So it's down to the last two <laughs> that are equal, equally powered. One is the one who's doing it all, so he knows how to fight and stuff like that. And one is just getting stronger and has no idea what to do. Yeah. You've never seen the one? No, I feel like I have. I just Dude, don't remember it's it. a good movie, TJ? Is it still yeah, a good I think, movie? I don't know if it would hold up, but I, it fucking I've really was I mean, back in the day. I, I, mean, I mean, you sold me. Here's the idea. The story of it is really cool. The, I mean, Jet Li's awesome. I love it, but some, but it's it came out like during the Matrix, like slow mo. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. like bullet time. So it was kind of overdone. <sighs> but like a the bit. fighting though, it's like right at yeah, that dude. era where like all the martial arts movies were coming yeah. out, and it was just. But so I good. mean, the way that they did it too is he moves so fast that everything else moves really, really slow around him. Mm-hmm. So there's a part where he'll just like take a motorcycle that's floating in the air and like slam it on this other guy and yeah. stuff. So. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, go watch the one. Yeah, it's relevant to our conversation. That's right. It's relevant to Angstrom Levy doing... It's kind of so, what he did. So, Angstrom Levy crawls out of the wreckage, and he blames Mark for his deformities. Uh, it did work, though. He does have the knowledge of all the dimensions and everything like that. He is deformed. But it the looks re- like a giant brain going down his back. The reason why he blames Mark is because he doesn't... He, he lost confused. a lot of memory through the incident he didn't remember he thought that you know it's almost like he saw it in flashes that invincible caused it mm-hmm. he's imagine the one that imagine inter- the the little bit of moment where he realizes that the Mueller twins are killing mark imagine that moment gone all he knows is mark showed up and started wrecking it yeah and he thinks that he forced that deformity mm-hmm. on him mm-hmm. and so he vows to search all the dimensions 
for information on Mark to use it against him. And that's the last we see of him until uh, issue 32, Africa. Now, one of my favorite story arcs is Africa with um, the love triangle. Amanda. Mm -hmm. Amber. Amber. (laughs) Amber, Eve, and Mark. And so they're sitting there having dinner or breakfast or something like that. And Eve gets a call. And she says it's some guy. And they think it's Cecil. Mark picks up the phone. And uh, Angstrom says, how fast can you get here? Or something like that. No, he says, your mother wants to speak to you. And it's Debbie crying, saying, Mm -hmm. he hurt me or something like that. He flies. And then, then, yeah. then Angstrom's like crying and stuff. Yeah, he's a baby at this point. And uh, Angstrom says, how fast can you get here? The last page is just... Mark him sitting there the with uh, Angstrom sitting there with such an awesome page that and then 33 my yeah. favorite issue so yeah 30 30 um, 32 ends with him you know Angstrom sitting on the edge of the bed with uh, Debbie crying uh, with a bloody nose holding a crying Oliver um, so creepy too and so um, 33 uh, your favorite single issue, TJ? My favorite single issue. I have a I have an original page from this. It was the first page, I, invincible page, I, in first invincible page I ever got. Mm-hmm. First time meeting Otley. So, tell me about it. Clearly, in my opinion, the most fun issue slash emotional issue. Like it had everything in this issue. This is why it's my favorite issue because I, it's so emotional, but it's so fun at the same time. Yeah. Like him going through all the. So basically, what happens? Recapping is that he shows up, and Angstrom keeps forcing him into other dimensions. We see him. There's a, a call to uh, to Spider Man. There's a call to Batman. Mm-hmm. There's a call to a zombie universe Dead. of yeah. Walking Dead. Uh, it, it's just so much. A, a zombie universe where they say, "What do they say?" Meat. Meat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, talking. He was talking to. I think he was talking dinosaurs. to. Uh, Spider Man. Oh yeah, is, where the where the dinosaurs Spider- were like, oh, we haven't. It's a had, sapien. Yeah, we haven't had sapien in in years. And mm-hmm. yeah, so but at the same time, back at home, it's just Angstrom and and Debbie and there. She's just crying and holding he's being Oliver. Like super like, sadistic. Like yeah. talking about how he, oh, oh, don't he's worry, always will, like that. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll kill the kid too. Like he's like joking around saying that he's gonna like hurt oliver and yeah he at one point she talks back or no she she says something and he breaks her arm over the uh like coffee table or yeah. something um yeah it kirkman was... likes like ripping off appendages and just breaking oh. arms like conquest angstrom eve mm-hmm. debbie so breaking limbs the, man. the end of that issue didn't that that ended with him being stranded in yeah, uh, Invincible kind of well, like pushes him into another portal that he had open, and it was like a the desert. Yeah, I do want to like give a shout out before universe. that though, because there this was one of the only one of the only times where we got a spinoff. Yeah. So there was Marvel Team Up fourteen. Was it fourteen or four? Uh, it, was it was fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, Marvel Team Up fourteen, Spider Man and Invincible, and I wanted I wanted to reread that before coming in here, because it had been forever since I read it. It is so good, guys. That, it's so much read, fun. So good. And I read that. Drawn by Corey Walker. I read that for the first time when we were on our way to. Yeah, because I brought it. Um, yeah. Toronto Fan yeah. Fan Expo. Yep. Uh, that it's was hilarious. when we interviewed Otley. It's That's, so funny. Isn't that They're, where he. Doesn't he meet the Avengers in that mm-hmm. one? And he, yeah. like, makes fun of he how. All their yeah. names. Oh, my God. Uh, Just so the way good. that you're Claw Man. The entire time. Like, he says he, he's got um, Iron Man, Wolverine, Captain America. 
uh, Spider Woman all there, and he goes, "Let me guess, you're robot, robot man, Luke Claw Cage. man, Flag man, Fabio man, Batwoman." He calls Luke Cage black and man. Black and, man. Uh, black man. You can't say that anymore. <laughs> you can't get away with that. But yeah, this was uh, this was actually drawn by Cory Walker, which I thought was a really, really cool touch too. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. it was a great issue, and it explains why there's web still on uh, Invincible when he flies back through the portal because Spider-Man for a split second considered going along with him to help him. Um, it was just a, a really fun comic. Everybody should check out it. It is actually still on Comixology too, too so if you have a hard time finding it, uh, it's on Comixology. Or the Marvel app. Or the Marvel it adds app. a lot of time to the issue too. Like uh, He was there I, for a long, a long time. time yeah. Yeah. When I reread it, I got to the point where he went to the Spider-Man universe, stopped reading Invincible, read, read the Marvel that. team up, and then went back to it. And Angstrom says, it's been a while since uh, since we've checked on your son. We should check on him. But otherwise, it doesn't feel like it's been a while. So it almost is intentional. Not only that, right. but do you have 33 digitally? I do. Bring that up. Why? What are you thinking about? Um, so there is a page in this one where he goes back through and a page in 33 where he's coming back through and it is they're different pages oh yeah it's from a different angle right Right, but it's a different angle everything is like exactly the same everything is it's perfect oh yeah the the, the way is it, because he bumps into doc ock right and doc ock's hand is on his head the same way like it's all exactly like that and his arms in the air yeah i don't need to find it it's all right i got it right here but but it's perfect um, how it is, yeah. So how it matches up. Again, check it out if you haven't read it. Uh, moving on though. So you guys were t- saying like, how does that fight end? You know, like because he's trying. I mean, Angstrom is trying to wear out Invincible by is, sending him to different dimensions. Is this that the, was his intention? Is this the first time Mark has like mutilated somebody? Yes. Okay. This was the first time. Like we saw the fight between him and his dad, which was bloody. Yeah. But you see, like yeah. his face is kind of beat up, and you know. It's but just, this was the first time Mark felt threatened. And that, like, his family was being threatened, mm-hmm. and he took he, it out oh, yeah. on Angstrom. Yeah, and I want to say, like, cutting Immortal in half was bloody, but not nothing was this bloody. Mark was beating him, and he was drenched in blood. It was the first time we saw, like, that Ryan oh, gore. But you, oh, that's right, I remember. So it ended with you not seeing what he did to him? No, you don't see his face. Until the flashback issue. Until it shows oh, yeah, yeah. his face flattened yeah. on the fucking yeah. ground. It, yeah. The camera like, pans back, or there's a panel where the camera's back, or camera, you know. Right. And it just shows Angstrom's legs and blood everywhere. Right, and then Mark is like, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were strong, like yeah. me, or something like that. Yeah, because he did, he did. So when, He right, was, he, he got, was stronger yeah. than a, than a he, he got does enhanced. have super strength, but just not like... He's not that strong. Not, right. He's not invincible. So, so then when, when do we see him next after that? So that was, was it like that was 100, issue 30, like issue 1 yeah. or something? Well, that was 33. We don't see him again until issue 51. But before that, Mark gets stranded on that, in that dimension. And that's when we get the future dimension, uh, Eve and Guardians. Alternate come. future. No, no. Di- yeah. This is... Well, it's yes. Not canon. It's not canon. It would be an alternate timeline from yes. that moment. It was Mark's actual future if he hadn't been there and they went back and corrected it essentially thus creating a new timeline i don't like that kind of time travel that's the only time kirkman uses that kind of time travel where you can change the past to change the future Mm -hmm. no it always creates an alternate dimension yeah in my opinion maybe it did oh well it it did because they did after they sent him back um they didn't vanish though no they didn't he said shut up rex and he's like well 
he said, "Give me. It's going to take a few minutes for this to charge, and we can go back home." So it probably created another timeline. So then, why one where he disappeared and one where he came. The reason back. why I don't like that though is I why know. would they even go back to I change know. what they know? They're, so they're just going to be like, "Oh well, hopefully that dimension is better than our shitty dimension that we have to go back to." I know, I know, you know? but that's time. That travel. was technically the only time, but there was potential for that to happen in reboot as well. Just never oh. went it, and it just never went anywhere. Yeah. Uh. So. So he, he goes. Was stranded there. He, they, they, yeah, they sent him back. Um, but it was fifty-one. Unless you wanted to talk more about that. No, 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 no. I'm yeah. just yeah. fifty-one. So the big issue fifty, and then fifty-one, the Jim uh, Lee cover. Yep. Ended with, uh, in Mark and Eve sitting on the rooftop, finally agreeing to be a couple. Mm-hmm. They finally got together. And uh, in the distance, you see an orb camera watching them and then the final page is angstrom watching it on a screen saying young love soon how soon how interesting yep and those orbs pop up yeah every once in a while within the next like nine issues from 51 to 58 he's watching yeah and 58 is one of my favorite issues um it's right after wolfman mm -hmm. that was the issue where it was a 16 page panels or 16 panel pages was that seismic um no is that what you're talking about no oh no no that was a wolfman crossover yeah Yeah. it was after the wolfman crossover it was like wolfman 12 or something like that Uh, 11 11 11 i want to say this and so issue 58 was the first time we see uh all the invent a page of alternate dimension invincibles up to this point we didn't know what angstrom's plan was he was just watching and mark was like trying to catch the orbs and figure it out Mm -hmm. and so this is the first time we saw all those alternate dimension uh invincibles and it ended with him uh with angstrom saying well it's a start so that was in 58 we first saw it uh no 59 you're right Hmm. no maybe it was 58? 58 and then 50 and then 60 was uh the invincible war i don't have that one digitally this was a huge issue, right? Yeah, it was an event. Yeah, an event in one issue. Yes. And this was the Invincible War. Uh, we finally find out what uh, Angstrom's plan was to get back at Invincible. And his plan was to gather evil marks from alternate dimensions. And I remember reading online somewhere that there was like 30 of them and like half of them died or whatever. Um, no, there was less than that. Was it... Either way, there was like 18 of them remaining. I'm sorry, eight of them remaining at the end. Um, and so the, his Angstrom's plan was to just sully Mark Invincible's name. And it was a huge event. This was the one that had like uh, Savage Dragon, Spawn made an appearance, Witchblade, mm-hmm. Tech Jacket. Wolfman. Oh, yeah. Capes. <laughs> Everyone was in this issue. Mm-hmm. Powerplex. And so... And Angstrom like promised each invincible their own dimension to rule or something like that yeah, right they like could expand their armies oh, okay yeah, yeah to multiple yeah mm-hmm. and it got to the point where i mean this is also the death of tj's favorite character or explode yep uh, thanks to angstrom levy that's ironic isn't it because it's because of angstrom levy that rex is dead yeah and mm-hmm. it was oh that yeah but it, what's what's ironic about it i don't know tell that me that rex killed angstrom levy but we haven't gotten there yet. Technically. Oh, that's ah, interesting. I never put that together. That's an interesting go. thought. Well, well, we skipped over how Angstrom got back. Oh, we're still... Yeah. Oh, wait. 
You're right. Which because is this important. issue starts with the flashback showing right. Angstrom's mutilated face. Flattened face. Yeah. We're a little all over the place, but it's okay. That's how we talk. Yeah. And so he opens up a portal and... To the technician's dimension. To the technicians, that's right. Who he becomes very good friends with because mm-hmm. he goes back to them quite frequently. Well, well no. He goes back to them one them. more time. Yeah. He, but, like, that's... Yeah, I mean, this might be the dimension that souped him up to begin with, but he, he goes in there and he says, fix me. And they implant those orbs into his brain and everything like that. And, the, yeah, they, that's that's who sends him back. Um, with the promise of... Because that's all that Angstrom has. Wait. Didn't I thought it was twice. So when it originally happened to him, when when he I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. When it happened to him and he got um he got fucked up and Mm -hmm. when he got his deformity, Mm -hmm. he went to the technicians then and had him No, no he didn't. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, when Mark beat him up. Oh no, the first time yes, TJ, what you're saying is maybe right. We don't know for sure, but I think I was just saying I think it's the same dimension that originally fixed. He went to the technicians and they fixed him up and then he 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 went back to them again after the shit out of him. Yeah. After his after his face was flattened and he was gonna die. We're saying even before that. After the explosion he goes to another dimension saying that uh, the the what is it the doctors on this in this dimension are laughable and he goes to a different dimension to fix his collapsed lung and all that kind of stuff that he had yeah but uh, and again then that's not fucked him up and yeah. then he went back to the technicians yeah that's not because you got to assume he had to have known and then he got him. and then he got his arm chopped off and then he went back to the technicians and they said no 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 no, no, no fuck we're, you yeah, you, you work for us yeah, yeah now you work for us so issue 60 we got a deal yeah issue 60 the Surviving Invincibles, uh, they form a mutiny or start to form a mutiny against him, and he immediately just knocks him back into that desert dimension, mm-hmm. which is cool that he has that kind of card. Where there's only one left that we f- see later on, we that, and he yeah. ate all the other ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one thing I want to say is when we see all those Invincibles in issue uh, 58, He's st- Angstrom standing there with his hand behind his back saying it's a start and I think that's the same hand right where he gets it cut off which would be an interesting use of foreshadowing if that's true hmm. or if it, you know if that was intentional if I could own any page other than the death of Rexplode it would be the splash page from Invi- uh, in the Invincible War of all of them flying Every I love 60, that yeah. it's Over, like, so different sick. cities it's all the different monuments from each yeah, city Paris London landmarks, so, I go- say. so awesome mm-hmm. yeah that is such a great page. I want to say that That's was such a good issue. I want to say that was one of Liz's favorite pages. Yeah, it should mm-hmm. be. During the new reader, we were talking. I about remember that. very vividly her getting to this this issue. Part, yeah. After uh, Ryan at least spoiled that Rex was going to die Ugh. for her. Yep. If anybody's going to spoil it, it should be Ryan. Atlee. It should be. So, uh, Mark then yeah proceeds to beat him up again. Uh, Angstrom tries to escape, and that's when Oliver's like begging him to kill. Angstrom, he's like, that's that whole concept of, you know, just just kill him already. So he stops. Look at all the destruction he did. And Mark looks like he decides to do it. He's about to kill him. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. straight up about to kill him. Mm-hmm. So let's let's think about an alternate reality. What would or wouldn't have happened if he killed Angstrom right there? They, but they, I feel like they toy with this the entire. I don't think. I don't know if much what, what events changed because Angstrom no. disappears. Hold on, and then he comes. Angstrom is being out. used. Oh, you mean by the technicians? By the technicians, yeah. and also, I believe robot. Right? Well, we don't he... know. Who's okay? So when Mark goes into an alternate dimension, 
How, how does Angstrom's arc end? Well, we'll get there. We'll get there okay. when we talk All about right. that. So, after issue 60, um, I mean, well, TJ, where does issue 60 leave off? Uh, going back to the technicians. Yeah, I mean, know, well, we didn't talk his... about, like, he's... Invincible is about to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then um, Angstrom opens up a portal, and he's, like, halfway... Or he's all the way through it, except for his arm. And he closes the portal while Invincible is holding his arm, and it rips his arm off. Mm-hmm. And so, so now he goes, he's... He goes back to the technicians and basically says, you have to fix me, I have to go back. And they shut him down, don't they? Aren't they like, no... They say, we had a bargain. You were supposed to give us something, and now you work with us. Now you work for us. Mm-hmm. So that is the last time we see him till issue 65. Uh, So five issues later uh, is when they say that um, that's when they say you work for us now. And um, then then it's the big jump. 65 to 98. We don't see Angstrom Levy till from 60 in between 65 and 98. And that's when uh, uh, he's on a random splash page freaking out yelling. The technicians zap him and say, um, and say he's free to go, basically. Yeah. So they send him back, and that's 98. So when we do see him next is issue 100 after that, and it's him appearing, looking at, at on a flooded planet, because this is when dinosaurs flooded right. everything, and he's looking at uh, the news, like a news article through his, you know, whatever, and it says, Invincible Dead. He's dead, yeah. Um, because it was assumed that he was dead and that dinosaurs killed him mm -hmm, at that point. And so then in issue 103, I love this. It starts with him doing his morning. It's how it opens up to. It's It's so so perfect. He's just jogging. He's got his hood up. It looks very like to a neighbor, very Mm -hmm. suburban neighborhood, nice houses, picks up his newspaper from the grass, goes in, goes in the house. He's like stretching. It's very, you know, he comes home to all of his orbs he uh, opens up. He sits down to you know his co- pours pours a cup of coffee. Sits down, opens up the newspaper, and it says, um, "Invincible indeed." Invincible indeed, and he spits out his coffee to uh, realize that Invincible is still alive. Mm-hmm. So he lived a normal. He was living a normal life again. Like I don't know. He wasn't. A, he wasn't a supervillain anymore. He was just a normal person again mm-hmm. with a deformity. Yeah, and so he. Is it this issue that he attacks Eve? Yes. So at the end of the issue, Eve comes home and he grabs her and says, wow, I was expecting, I was expecting Debbie. Did she move out and you move in? Or mm-hmm. this is kind of an interesting turn. So, cause he, now he knows that she's, uh, she's with Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another interesting thing is that she's pregnant, so she can't really defend herself. So now at this point, we don't know why the technicians let him go, right? Or what he did to serve them? No. Not really, no. We don't know. We were, And that was like a big assume, deal. That was a big cliffhanger. Yeah, we assume, and this is something, because we've talked about in the past how maybe Rex sent the technicians. But what if, I mean, well, no, actually, I want to say Angstrom, no, I want to say they do say, they said that you've uh, supplied us with everything the ability we needed to, to travel to, dimensions. Yeah, well, and to... That he improved their world. He improved their universe. Um, you know, and I want to say he probably did give them the ability to travel, mm-hmm. which means that, you know, that's, that kind of closes the book or could close the book on whether or not Robot sent the technicians or allowed the technicians to attack. For Possibly. His game. Because if anybody was to have that ability, it would be the technicians. They probably did get it from Angstrom. 
I yeah, mean, but they had them for so do long. The, do the technicians strike you as a warring people? We don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess we don't really know a lot about them, but they they never struck me that way. They, I always thought scientists. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not not conquerors. Yeah. Let's go back to the invinc- the uh, Invincible War for a second, or the aftermath of it. Okay. Is they had all those Invincibles. What happened to them? They all turned on Angstrom and said, "You promised us this," mm-hmm. and they all went after him, and he banished them to a that desert dimension, desolate desert dimension where he was originally fucked up by Invincible, which is important um, moving forward here because uh, you know Angstrom has her, uh, has Eve at home. Invincible busts through the door and flies at uh, Angstrom, and Angstrom puts him in that same dimension. When he goes through the dimension, he sees one of the uh, Invincibles from the uh, Invincible War eating another one of the Invincibles from the Invincible War. With, like, mm-hmm. skeletons around him, so he's... Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that that's, that's Angstrom's, like, go-to cart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when in doubt, send him to that desert mm-hmm. dimension. Right. And so that's where those remaining eight Invincibles ended up. Uh, that was, man, I remember finishing that issue. That was such a crazy ending. Yeah. Because it was such a cool callback. I mean, it had been, like, the last time it's we saw that. years. Yeah, it was issue 60 all the way up to issue 103. I remember when I when when I read it, I was like, who are these guys? Yeah. Like, what's happening? Is nearly, this a zombie nearly 50 Invincible? issues later. And then I'm like, oh, no, wait a minute. Like, this is yeah. still the same people. So cool. So, uh, but he's a cannibal, and he attacks Invincible. They fight. They fight off, um, and then what ends up happening is another one of the Invincibles from the Invincible War. Mohawk Mark. Mohawk Mark saves him. Um, you yeah. know, and they kind of. I love how he's like making fun of kind him. Of friends. Like, he he kind of is making fun of the other one. He's like, oh yeah, he went crazy, and he was like, yeah, we all we all ate the first guy. He was kind of a dick or something like that. This this issue. This is 107. Reminds me so... 104. 104. It reminds me so much of 33, because it's very similar. Is Mark is in another dimension, and it's, you know, he's got her captive just like he had Debbie captive. And, you know, he's kind of deducing, why aren't you fighting me back? Oh, you're pregnant, aren't you? He kind of figures, figures it, out. it out. And at this point, um, she wasn't using her powers because it could hurt the baby. Mm-hmm. So she that's why she wasn't really defending herself. Um what did you guys think of... And it's just him being so sadistic, just like he was in yeah. 33. So before Mark finds his way back with Mohawk Mark, what did you guys think of all that that discussion between Eve and Angstrom? Do you remember that? It, um, was, it was all about, you know, Eve... She's like, you. Um, Mark told me about you. He told me he tried stopping it. And then like, Angstrom flips out saying, no, 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 that's not what happened. That's not He's what like happened. laughing about it, though. He's like, I'd love to hear his side of the story. Please tell me. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, He's like, I, I, um, he told his side of the story and she's like, no, this is what Mark told me actually happened. Mm-hmm. He's like, she's like, you know, you, you think that, um, after everything that went wrong, that whole malfunction that happened, that caused your deformity, you don't think that anything went wrong with your memory? Yeah. Um, one of my favorite moments though, is when she says, you killed my boyfriend and he's like, oh, I'm sure he's fine. You don't know that. I mean, like blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no. My boyfriend at the time, Rex, and she brings that up, and I, oh, that was so cool. Yeah, um, saying that we, we grew up together, we were close. Um, you know, we did everything together. Mm-hmm. And so, 
she this is kind of a redeeming thing would you consider this redemption arc for oh it it absolutely was i will say that i thought it was a little rushed but uh i i love that he did have redemption yeah i'm looking through it here i'm trying to find uh the moment she says okay she says uh when mark gets back uh and he defeats you i'll get back to my life i'll have his baby and we'll live happily ever after my reward for not focusing on revenge do you ever stop and consider what you could be accomplishing if you stopped blaming Mark for something that wasn't his fault and instead decided to carry on with whatever mission you were trying to do in the first place? And that's why she started talking about Rex because he said she said you you took it from you him. you you took Rex from me and I'm never going to be able to talk to him again. I'm never going to have to you know he and she said after you did that to me I didn't make it my life yeah you know to try and find you she, and track you down in other dimensions I didn't go to robot and try to track down where you were to to get revenge on you I went on living my life because I knew that karma would come back at you mm-hmm. and, and that she you would calls be caught him out for being obsessive yeah which is ironic because the 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 final arc of this is Mark becoming obsessive with finding Angstrom because when Mark and Mohawk Mark come back. After, you know, Angstrom's willing to surrender, essentially, uh, he opens up the portal to Mohawk Mark's dimension and he kidnaps him. He takes him with him, Angstrom with him. Yeah, she, I mean, when he comes back through, that's what I thought was kind of rushed because I wasn't, I wasn't really expecting him to be sympathetic and be like, okay, shit, I, I screwed up here. Like, I, I, he even says, like, I, I recognize what I've done, the pain that I have caused, and I surrender and I am willing to, um, take whatever punishment I that I deserve, mm-hmm. and then Mohawk Mark, uh, he tries to send Mohawk Mark back to his home dimension, and Mohawk Mark says, "You know what? Screw this!" Grabs him and takes Angstrom through the portal with him. Yeah, and they disappear. Mark, Mark can't get through the portal after them until mm-hmm. issue what one oh eight. Yeah, so he he talks to Robot and says, "I want you to find him." Um, cause I don't want Angstrom, Angstrom is alive somewhere and he's unpredictable. Now, he can you, come back. I don't want that hanging over mine and my family's head. Mm-hmm. Earlier you said 33 was one of the most fun issues because it had alternate dimensions and it had so much emotion and so much going on. I love 108 because that's one of my favorite alternate dimensions. That's the mine alternate too. dimension with, that's you definitely know, another good monster amazing. girl, monster girl, monster baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just seeing like the little things in that issue where they talk about, oh, maybe he's one of Thrag's rebels in this dimension. Thrag was the good guy, maybe. Maybe he was the Nolan of that universe. And I love this cover, too. The cover to 108. I oh, had the yeah. chance to buy it, too, but I should have done it. I should have bought it. It's mm-hmm. out there somewhere. I remember, it's so brutal. Yeah, it's so it's, it's crazy. Uh, I remember Otley talking in the back of the hardcover about how it was a very difficult cover to lay out. Yeah, like it, it. It shows how awesome he is. Like basically, anytime he draws Angstrom, it shows how awesome Otley is. But I don't know. I love it. And it was on his store for so long, and it was just sitting there. And I wanted it, and I didn't get it, and someone grabbed it. Mm-hmm. Damn it! So missed opportunities. So Mark and Robot. He recruits Robot to go into the other dimension uh, after Angstrom to find him, and uh, this is you know. This is the um, a dimension where Viltrumites rule Earth. Mm-hmm. Conquest is there. As soon as they show up, it's Conquest the, is there. Yeah, it's actually the Pentagon, right? Aren't they housed at the Pentagon? Yeah. And so um, Mohawk Mark was talking about, you know, out loud to Mark and Robot 
And this is when he tells Mark, you know, oh, you know, me and the other Invincibles were always talking about, you know, when we were stranded in that desert dimension, we were always talking about, you know, what what, got us to that point, what tipped us over the edge. You know, for some of us, it was Eve. For some of us, it was our father. For some of us, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, it's and somebody brings up the fact that that's when they, you know, oh, robot. This is when obviously robot makes his big move. And he says that it's come to my attention that, you know you're you're evil in many dimensions and this this is this confirms what i need to do and that's when robot makes his big move killing mohawk mark all the doctors in the area and then beheads angstrom levy oh my god and then reveals you know that you know we were in the me and amanda were in the uh other dimension other for a, dimension lot, longer. For a lot longer than we said we thought it would make people suspicious if they knew exactly how long it was which i think was like Close to close to eight hundred years. It was seven hundred and something years mm-hmm. um, that they were in that dimension, um, and this is where he kind of reveals who he really is. And Robot, who's always been a hero, is saying, "You don't fit in with my plan." He said, "That's why I was against your plan um, with Dinosaurus, not because I was against it, but because it didn't fit in with my plans." And I'm going to leave you here because you don't fit in my fit into my plans. Mm-hmm. And he left him in that dimension. Yeah. And that then, you know, Mark goes on to get help from that universe's robot to get back to his home dimension. Yep. And that's it for... Angstrom Levy. Angstrom Levy. Mm-hmm. So... TJ, how did you feel when that one scene where Angstrom got his head chopped off? I... The same way I felt when Rex Blow died. I didn't believe it. Angstrom, he always comes back. It was just so and then, sudden like, and out took of a, nowhere. It took a while... It took a while to be like, oh shit, like he's really dead. Like there's mm-hmm. no possible way for really him to come back. It was sudden and it was jarring. I like that. I mean, I I, I like that though. Sometimes yeah, it literally caught you. You're like, whoa, what? Like yeah. what? Did and he especially just... it was and it wasn't just that. It was surrounded by robot doing something drastic. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, it was crazy. I remember that whole issue was when as soon as robot like revealed himself. Like you didn't have you didn't have a second yeah he just chopped off robots he- or or Angstrom's head but you're like oh, oh okay so what the fuck is he talking about what is he gonna do what's yeah. his plan like how long were they yeah. there like it was just so many things I don't think it sunk in that he was dead like he was gone from the series right it didn't it was just like what is happening mm-hmm. which I think was the intent because it was so quick too yeah Rexplode was like that too it was quick mm-hmm. and then they just don't really talk about it well for no because Rexplode had like a minute he's like I'm not charging this I'm charging my skill like he had a moment of like yeah but even then. And it was just you know, like, you know, he like, was like, up, like, oh fuck, he's gonna die. He was die. like a th- one third of the page. Yeah, this was yeah. just literally like, oh, looked, here's. No, I don't, I don't, I don't cool think about, either of them they made a big, and big what was enough cool deal about Rex's death was, but I do like that. What was cool about Rex's death, of course, was like the next issue or something when they're, when Mark's like, oh, can't we get Rex to do this? And they're just like, Rex is dead, and he's like, oh, like it's just done. Like that's just it. So, uh, this is we we won't see Angstrom again before the end, right? No, he's done. Yeah. Oh, he's he's done. Um, uh, no, yeah, he, no, he's definitely done because he was the only one that could teleport. So there's, there's not no even, reason to bring him there's, back. Yeah, other there's than no a chance of another. Mm-hmm. As much as I would want it to happen, I just don't see a point. All right, now moving on to another major question: Do you guys think Angstrom Levy should be in the Invincible movie? I think he will be in the maybe not the first one, no, but he will, in, yeah. he will be you, in one of them. You think he'll be in? One I of think them? he will be in one of them. I don't. He, there's no way he'd be able to fit. But I mean, 
when they were talking about it, they were pitching ideas to. See, Kirkman that's what I was going to bring up. Of like, remember so it, he said something along the lines of like, like there was something uh, that he told us something that I didn't really know I wanted until I until he pitched it, you know, kind of thing. I mean, what if? It, I mean, there is. It's possible this could be more dimension based, more like that's something we haven't seen in superhero movies is alternate dimensions and then dealing with all that. I mean, they have Angstrom, who is a character that allows that to happen in movies, and he would keep it super interesting mm-hmm. as opposed to just retelling. I mean, you could maybe do the whole Omni Man thing pretty quick. No, and then way. make Angstrom like a like a like a co villain, like Sandman. I would hate that. To to I would Green hate Goblin. That. Yeah, I know, but you don't think that Angstrom would be in the first movie? You think it's no, out of the question? Don't. Think they intro him in the first movie and then he might expand. be in it as a human, but he wouldn't. I don't even think that he would have the accident. Yeah, I agree that it I might think be that too could much. Be. I think that it could be that that it could be a thing that's happening. It's too concurrent. many plot lines. Can, yeah, can, no. Well, think Ooh, about it. Twist. I Ooh, twist. I mean, it obviously wouldn't be the exact same, but one of the coolest things about other dimensions and especially Angstrom's first issue, issue sixteen, was that it started off with a twist of like, hey, it's a dimension where Mark and his his dad Nolan teamed up. You won't get anything like that oh. if you don't know the characters yet. You can't appreciate other dimensions until you know the characters. That, okay. Could you imagine if that's like literally? Like I just thinking about this is so the first movie ends the way we the way I want it to end. I want it to just be you know Mark and his father they're telling their story with other side characters throughout. No Angstrom Levy. Invincible 2 comes out and it opens up with Invincible and Nolan ruling the world and him that, being evil. That okay. is a cool idea. Come on. I just had a cooler idea though. That's cooler That's than That's how than they yours. intro Angstrom no. Levy, the villain of, the, no. of that movie. Listen to this. That's perfect. Come Listen on. Listen to this because they can absolutely do this. So they're telling the main story of Invincible with Omni Man being the main, like, you know, arc and everything like that. But it cuts to Angstrom and the Mahler twins doing their plan. And they're running congruent with the story. It's not the main issue, but it's like a, it's happening at the same time. And then they have the accident. It could be like a one-off thing. And then imagine the movie ending with Angstrom having the accident, opening up the, the dimension or like the portal, and then seeing that. Because the movie could end and end with Omni-Man and Invincible having the big falling out and them mm-hmm. flying away and stuff like that. And, and you knowing Mark's good, Omni-Man's bad. But then after that, maybe like post-credit, it shows angstrom open up a portal so you know okay dimensions exist and he sees that version what you just said tj so what if the first movie ended with that that way you know who angstrom is you know how he got his powers all in the first movie and then he could be the main bad in the second movie i like that but i i'd be so nervous for something like that because that's them saying we know we're getting a second movie and i don't want i want this movie to be you know a standalone, not standalone I, I don't think it can it be you to need be to set on up its own you need to yeah but it could set up a yeah, sequel like that. No, Why not? Right. You're right. As long as it doesn't rely on anything, you know, anything else in it. Mm-hmm. Who, who do you think would play him? Who do you, who do you, so TJ, first, you go first, you go first. The first guy that came into my mind when I was like, I'm trying to picture him live action, for some reason, was the guy from Terminator 2. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, and I can see that. Right? I can see I that. Mean, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he doesn't look like that. The guy anymore. that works for Skynet. Yeah, the guy who's holding the the charge. Oh my the God. Charge <laughs> I can definitely I see can, that. He's probably. <laughs> I wonder yeah. what Miles, he looks like Miles. now. Miles. Oh, what was his name? Yeah. So I thought. Do you have a picture of what he looks like now? No, I thought of that, but then I thought of this guy, Keith David. He was in um, Crash. 
He was in The Thing. Oh, he, he plays... Was, he was in The Flash. He plays the voice of the president in yes. uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Oh, does he really? Yeah, he does. And he played the voice of Spawn in the Rick animated. and Morty, something that's multiple dimensions. Yeah. I want to say he is also in uh, Seth Rogen's new show, and that's why I was thinking about him, uh, Future Man. Which was announced today. Today. At, at, you guys got to watch that trailer. That's what I was going to bring really up. Like, I think it looked... It does what look really good. It? It's a Seth new. Ro- it's a new show on Hulu... It comes out like in like three weeks too. It's Josh Hutcherson is the main it's is a, the main actor. It looks awesome. It's like a mix between they said it was like Star Troopers and uh, Star Troopers. What's that? Mix between um, Star Troopers and um, you keep Back saying to the Star Future. Troopers and Star Troopers isn't a thing. What is Star Troopers? Or Starship Troopers? Maybe. Maybe yeah. that's what it was. I don't know what it was. <laughs> But it was that in uh, Back a, to the Future. It's a bunch of like, it looks really funny too. And everything. It's, it looks pretty cool. Okay, yeah. mine, and I, and I scrolled through a bunch of different actors, but this for some reason this guy look. His name is Harry Lennox. He's on black. He's in Blacklist. This guy here. Oh, oh, that's what's his name. He was also in. Is he um, in Arrow? He was the general in. Uh, uh, I think he is in Arrow. Man, or um, Man of Steel. Is that think... him? I need to see another picture. He was in Matrix. Yeah, he was in Matrix as well, like one of the general guys. I don't think he's in Arrow. Oh, no, it's not him. I know who he was in Matrix. It looks like, what's his name? It does, yeah. Diggle. Harry Lennox, yeah. Oh, no, that's not him. You're right. No, it's not. No. But he's got like the same, because you got to get the right age and stuff, too. Yeah. TJ? My first thought, which I don't want. Will Smith. No. (laughs) The other one. Uh, Samuel Samuel Jackson. Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Tired of these motherfucking invincibles on this motherfucking dimension. (laughs) No. Uh, Now, you just asked me this, like, in the, like, seconds before we started recording, and I just pulled this up, because it was one of the first people that came to mind, I don't know why, but I think he's perfect for the age, even though he's younger in the comic, but... Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Oh, As now, look at him. He looks like he could, and he uh, could be scary too. And he can be scary. He actually kind of does. Remember the longer yeah, face. Well, yeah, but I mean, looks looks aside, could he act like Angstrom? Yeah, I can see him screaming and like. But you think that he could so, act like a nerdy, humble Angstrom? Yes, I do. Really? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like like think Jamie Foxx from so, the beginning of Amazing Spider-Man 2. Jamie Foxx is another one. Jamie Foxx is an off. Yeah, Jamie Foxx can play fucking I, anybody. I don't know if I told you guys this, but when I went to the ER for my hand a few weeks ago, um, I'm sitting there, you know, by myself watching the TV that they had in there, you know, trying not to think about all the gross and horrible things I'm hearing in the ER. And what do they have on TV? Blade Trinity. Yeah, they fucking did. Oh, dude, that's oh, such man. a bad movie. It's so bad. But Blade, but Blade Two was such a good Blade movie. Blade Two was awesome. Okay, Blade Two, it, Blade One was so amazing. So I watched Blade almost two, all of Blade Three. Dude, Blade Three is so <laughs> Wesley Snipes. I remember when when Jessica Biel's like friend dies, and he's standing over her, her, and she's just crying, and he's like, all he's he's like, use it. <laughs> Use it, and he keeps saying it. And his acting in that movie is atrocious. It's so yeah, bad. You might have phoned that one in. Triple oh H. my god, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, Triple H is in that movie, you're right? Yeah. But Ryan Reynolds saying, "What do you say?" He's like, "I'm sorry, I just ate a bunch of garlic and I farted." <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember any of them, but they uh, they obviously had to do the TV version of his swears. So some of the words are really funny. Instead of him swearing, mm. they they re-edited them. Um, all right, we, we we talked about it a little bit earlier, but this is kind of a good point to bring up. Do you guys want to talk about Rick and Morty at all? I feel like dimensions are such a big thing right now. Kirkman's 
uh, new comic is about going to alternate dimensions or a dimension at least. Rick and Morty is huge right now and it's other dimensions. Um, I don't know. It was just... I think it would be a cool um, commission idea, and I think it was, was Devin Barry. That yeah, Devin, uh, who was uh, on a fan spotlight that he we're good that friends idea. with now, he originally wanted to get that from Motley. He ended he was, up going with uh, Thanos because that's his like favorite comic book character ever of all he time. He said he can't see uh, uh, ancient portal without thinking of uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, Rick and portal. Morty. Yeah, I thought that was a, that was a really cool commission idea. Are there any uh, other TV shows or movies or anything you guys want to chat about before we? Well, sign speaking off? of Rick and Morty, they just did the. Uh, season finale which i thought was uh i mean this isn't too spoilerish e but when he when he goes when uh she when the uh, mother was freaking out on the phone with rick and she goes uh or rick is calming her down and she goes he goes are you okay and he goes she goes yeah i'm okay and he goes you're not just saying that because if you were the clone you know that i would have to kill you for being self-aware yeah. she goes uh no and then hangs up the phone and screams yeah i laughed so i watched that like in the middle of the night i laughed so hard that like i was worried my neighbors were gonna like get rick and, rick and it's morty, so smart and rick funny. and morty is i i saw i saw something like a meme online where it's like i love the show but i hate the fans and the people yes. and the people that you hear talk about Rick and Morty make you not want to watch it because I was one of those. I'm like, what the fuck is this Me Adult too. Swim show that? And the animation, it just looks so dumb. Yeah, it, it looks, looks really dumb. stupid and cheap and dumb. But, then but as you soon grow as you to watch love it, the animation. Oh too. my god, the fucking like the the amount of I always thought Futurama was the smartest science fiction like show, but it's 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 got a little bit more heart. Where Rick and Morty has way more like crazy science that just that it's it's so continuous maybe you know what that i mean is that the right word continuity like where everything has a has an effect it's like breaking bad it's like breaking bad but if yeah. it were to happen in a cartoon where that gas mask him leaving it right there is going to be a problem like four episodes away or next mm-hmm. season it's that's how rick and morty is i might watch more i gave it i watched the entire first season and i'm not sure it's for me if you watched Dude. the entire first season and you still not You've watched it, you're the entire not gonna first, like you're not going to like it. I watched the entire first season and stopped about a month ago and I haven't gone back. Then you're not going to like it. I no, I got You should you should like it by the end of the first season. Mm, I, I think I I, I, I think it. I was enjoying it, but like like I said before, like there was a I <laughs> the only reason why I started watching it was because I was promoted at work and I be, got a lead position with and I was in charge of I was the leader of a whole bunch of newer Stuff technicians things, that I yeah. didn't people that i didn't know and i was looking for something to like relate with them and one kid was telling me about the show and i was like oh yeah and he put all the every episode on a thumb drive and i was watching it real slowly just so i can have something to talk to them about um and then like i think it was it might have been after the first season really that i fell in love with it i I think it was like i mean it's just one of those things that like i've never been a fan i did not like um uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Beavis yeah, you don't Butthead. like stupid things. Uh, but it's so smart at the uh, same time. No, that's not true. He says that, but there are certain things that you there like are that are stupid. I'm just really picky. That's all it is. Last Man on Earth might be the stupidest show on Earth or on that's TV. Funny. That's ironic. <laughs> <laughs> on um, TV. No, it's not. It is really stupid. I love it, but it's so dumb. And he, the main character, but his, his, but his, he's so stupid. His character sometimes is the worst part of the show that yeah, i don't like i agree which is I, I feel what the, the problem way. is with rick and morty yeah, the, yeah. I, I honestly can't get past rick or morty mm-hmm. which sucks because i wish i liked it more they, the, the show is so smart and I the know. things they do like the episodes i mean there was some um, awesome really intelligent stuff the 
uh, art design is awesome. Like the characters look awesome. Did like, you see the Mr. Meeseeks episode? Oh, that's so funny. It's such a brilliant idea. It's so awesome. Yeah. I love that. That's so, that. my favorite episode. And I think it might be everyone's favorite episode is the parasite one where they keep, I think this is the second that one season. Is I so, oh, dude, dude that, 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 you know what? My, that's probably the smartest episode. The when one, we're talking about smarts. That's the one where I was like, this show's different. It's 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 actually being extremely intelligent while being funny. Now I'm gonna like. Now I can't wait. I think you know what? Give it, maybe, give it to that episode. Maybe, yeah, give like it to I that said, one. I'll probably watch more. It's just that like, I don't feel the. So I just don't it's feel so, the It's so smart. And so, shout out to Pickle Rick. I fucking love Pickle Rick. Uh, you know what? You like Pickle Rick because it's Pickle Rick. It wasn't, no, it because, wasn't... because his fight scene with the rats is one of the best things that happened on the show yeah, ever. That's that's funny. And also, like, him sitting on the table and she's like, what's this string t- taped to a syringe with a timer? And like, he, the only reason why he's turned into a pickle was to get out of that thing. Yeah. So changing direction a little bit, comic books. Have you been reading anything else, TJ? Because White Knight came out this week, and I, I'm really excited to read it. What is I, White Knight? Uh, it's uh, Sean Gar- Gordon Murphy's Batman. It's, um, it's kind of like a a one-off six-issue series. I already have it pre-ordered. I've ha- I had it pre-ordered like two months ago. It's a Batman book? Yeah. Yeah. Really? So yeah. Just a, we'll, show you, guy, we'll show you after the podcast. The guy oh. that did um, Tokyo Ghost. And Chrononauts, yeah. Oh. Yeah, but it looks awesome. I've been following him for a while and seeing all the art that he's putting up, so I'm really excited to check that out. Wait, there was one other TV show I want to talk about. What was it? Um, and I think that you should watch it mm-hmm. uh, because it's X-Men. The Gifted? Gifted, I heard it was, was awesome. Me and, Liz, me and Liz watched it, and uh, it was just so no. X-Men. Yes, dude. Good. No, I didn't think that at it all. It was like, oh, I the mutants that. are getting chased, and the family, and the and mutants are bad, and they have these powers, and they're brought up by stress. I'm just, I'm just it was very good. X-Men, though. I'm just, it's I, very I good. I'm just over X-Men. I liked it a lot. I'm, it was good. I liked it but a lot. I'm question, over it. I doubt either of you would know. Does it tie into the yes. Le- Legion universe? No, I don't know. I didn't see Legion. Okay. So um, I, I've heard good things about Legion. I'm going to try that. But the one guy who runs the the uh, mutant underground, like they, they're they not the Brotherhood, but they're like the mutant underground. Um, his phone rings and it's. Of course. Like it's, yeah. it's, there's there's yeah. little tie ins here and there. Uh, we saw Kingsman. You saw Kingsman, right, TJ? Yeah, I saw Kingsman. We all, we all saw, saw Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah. Oh, that we was interesting. That was weird. Uh, that so, was really good. It was a good sequel. I enjoyed it. Did Liz see it yet? Liz saw it with us? Yeah, we went. Yeah. It was good? Yep. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It felt like a very good sequel. I liked it. Like, I liked the first one just a little bit more, but I think not I liked much. It a little bit more than your little bit more, but yeah. Yeah. The, I, honestly, I liked the it only con- a lot more. The you more liked that I. Two? Really? No, the, the first one a lot more. Oh, yeah. The, the two, one. the only complaint, the only real complaint that I had was that, like, Elton John was. Hilarious. There's a little much. Sometimes. And then he kept yeah. going, and it's like they all could right. have done without one of those scenes, Maybe two or two. three. Him doing the all the fighting and stuff the like that, and that, and that slow motion, yes. like looking yeah, at the camera, smiling. Like, oh, yeah, I get it. Was it. Too much. That was the John. scene that I was. I mean, that of. is what Kingsman is, though. It's supposed to be yeah. very campy and stupid, and like, but it was just too much. No, yeah. there's there's a, there's a level of camp and stupid, and that yeah. was like that it went was like too much. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I loved. I still loved it. Yeah, I like really. I really like um, what's his name, Taron Egerton. Yeah, 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 he's awesome. He is really Who? cool. The, the main, main ki- the main kid. NZ. Oh yeah, yeah. Exit, yeah, yeah. He, I didn't know this, but he played Eddie the Eagle. Oh yeah, I knew that. I didn't yeah. know that. And was he him. Played, I didn't see that. And he played the voice him. of um, the gorilla and Sing. 
And he actually oh, yeah, sang. I never, I never the, saw I'm it. I'm still standing. That's he, him singing. He's actually a really good singer. Yeah, he is. Interesting. Yeah. Would you see him as Mark or no? Oh, I really could, actually. Mm, he wouldn't be on my top five. I, I would say easily top five. He no. could do it? I don't know. I, he could do it. Yeah. Sure. I would. If they announced him, I wouldn't be mad at that at I all. I would have to hear his yeah. American accent, though. Yeah, that's... Because sometimes yeah. it sounds super forced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just downloaded a Stranger Things official game on my phone. Oh, this phone. came out of nowhere, too, didn't it? Yeah. It, like, yeah. just I knew, dropped. I knew last year... After Stranger Things was released, the creators were saying that they wanted to release like an old like 8-bit style video game that bridges the gap between the two seasons. Now, I'm not sure if this actually is still true to that. I don't know if this still bridges the gap between the two seasons or not. And I'm not I'm usually not into mobile game apps at all. Uh, but this looks awesome. I played the first few minutes of it and it plays really cool and it's a lot of fun. So video game wise, I've been playing that um, or I'm going to start playing that. I'm about to go on a car drive or a car ride for a few days this weekend and i'll be playing that um but stranger things season two comes out what halloween before halloween the 28th it's the, i thought it was before it's a, that it's a couple days before what am i thinking of it might something be the comes 20th. out like something halloween ish comes out like the the 13th or something i thought it was that i don't know hmm. um but that's all i've got you guys got anything else to talk about i bought a bed you bought a bed? You I bought did? a king size Tempur Pedic fucking what bed. What an adult thing to do. Yeah, it's so nice. How is it's it? So fucking a Tempur Pedic? Nice. And I bought a, uh, oh, dude, I just sink right into it. And I bought like $200 sheets that are like, holy shit. They're like the Egyptian thread Egyptian. count? No, they're better. They're like, they're um, better than Egyptian. They're like velvet, velvet, um, I don't know. Like Katie probably knows. She'd love to hear about sheets. It's ridiculously comfortable. Liz and I will slide right into the bed. Do you remember when Liz and I went? obviously on the cruise and we won the newlywed yes, game yes you guys so our, cheated to our, win the yeah we did game. we did cheat we knew what the questions were going to be because we've seen it before and we just kind of prepared ourselves but anyways um we we won uh like bamboo sheets they're made from like bamboo and the thread cut was really high bamboo bamboo is a funny word bamboo bamboo the old bamboo, bamboo. the old bamboo bamboo so that's what i thought of when you oh that's yeah, it said temper sheets i thought there was more about your bed sheets no and i got less interesting the more i told it and i I was like oh no i better connect it to something else all right all right that's it let's wrap up guys uh thanks again tj and bill uh remember everybody you can email us at the invincible podcast at gmail.com we're going to be back in two weeks to talk about issue 141 this will be the aftermath of thrag and mark's fight um you can also find us on twitter facebook uh Leave us a review over on iTunes. Subscribe, all that fun stuff. Thanks for listening, and good night. Good night. Bamboo.
twist the bones and bend the back. That's the Get back at decapitate. Trim him of his baby fat. Give him fur black as black. Just like this. I never liked that. I always that. want her to say that. that. Why doesn't she Just say that? Like that. The whole time they're rhyming and then all of a sudden they change the fucking Because she's, he's not he's not black as fur yet. He's not black as his fur is black as black. But it doesn't rhyme. But it doesn't rhyme and the whole time they're rhyming and then she changes it. Like you're all, all along for the ride and then all of a sudden it's like, oh. 